Hola, mi gente. Bienvenidos a la Rogue Rebels Podcast. <laughs> I don't know where to go from there, honey. <laughs> no. Muy buenas tardes y bienvenidos a Rogue Rebels Podcast. El día de hoy tenemos con, nos con nosotros a Jonah Marie Macías. Hello. Hola, hola. ¿Cómo están todos? <laughs> We didn't tell her this is going to be in Spanish. No le dijimos que esto iba a ser en español el día de hoy. Oui. Y aparentemente Sal tampoco sabía. So he's freaking out. He oh, can only yo, do the intro. I had the yo intro. Yo no lo sabía también. Oh my God. No sé lo que lo voy a Look, decir ahora. I wasn't sure how far I was going to take this. No, no lo sé. Lejos y más lejos. Or... Adentro. Or if I was going to keep the joke short. <laughs> Or go all the way through the whole show. Muy lejos. Muy lejos. Yeah, but I decided to keep it short. Okay. <laughs> but good. Mi esposa bonita, Lizeth. Hola, this is Liz. Y mi niño valiente, Axel. Hi. All right. Yeah. All right. That's Jonah, you are having your own things, and I didn't put my phone on quiet. And so unprofessional. You have your Music. own podcast that has been, had some wonderful episodes lately. I do have my own podcast. It's called the Geeky Bubble Podcast, and we talk about the animated shows. Um, we being me and my mom, and so yeah, we've just been talking about the Bad Batch recently. Nice. Awesome, awesome. We have been listening, and I've also been hearing you on like every other podcast as well. <laughs> which I is... know that just comes out of nowhere sometimes. No, no, no! It doesn't come out of nowhere. Your, your. Your reputation, Jonah, is legendary. Oh, what? <laughs> you are the one who everyone runs to when, like, really good animation content. Everybody comes out of the woodwork and is like, Jonah! Jonah! We need to hear what you think about this! And I stop. I'm just yelling. Puppy, leave me alone. <laughs> and I'm very, very thankful always for the people who invite me on their shows. Because sometimes I feel like... I'm just going to word vomit a lot of the time, and <laughs> but I'm glad I managed to take, uh, I make something happen where I say something smart every once in a while. So <laughs> I mean, that's the fun of a podcast, right? Look. I know. Yeah, I need to learn to be imperfect. I know we are imperfect, but I try. To, I aim for perfection, and sometimes uh. I let that get the best of me. So I need to, you know, just chill and just be okay. me. Okay. Yes. So, Jonah, are you the kind where uh, the kind of person that you did a podcast and then, like, five hours later, you're still like thinking about something that you said? Oh, always, always. <laughs> I actually wake up in the middle of the night sometimes, oh, no. like, oh god, why did I say that in that one podcast? I can't ever delete that. I hope nobody listens to it. <laughs> Dank Farrick, it was Vandor. <laughs> All right. I get it. I get it. Uh, I do have the. I only have that when I don't remember something. I'll be like, I can't remember their name, and then I'll be like, It was Bernie and Roe Four hours later, <laughs> you know. So uh, yeah. Uh, oh, uh, you, we all. You. Okay. Wow. I'm very energetic right now. Okay. <laughs> so calm down. Start over. 
Hey, uh, real quick, the business. You can check us out at therogerebels.com. We have a Facebook page. Go like it. Like the Facebook page. We're on Instagram and TikTok at The Rogue Rebels. You can tweet us at Rogue Rebels Fam. And we are doing Twitch Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Axel, we played Minecraft. Well, you played Minecraft. We all watched you hurt Jawas. How was that? I got a story to tell. Okay, go. So way back in the day, um, when Force Awakens just released, me and my friends, like, we all saw it. And we were all, like, you know, happy. And I remember, like, my friend, I let him borrow a book. <laughs> I let him, yeah, yes, this, Dad, this is this story. No, I told him the other day. So, yeah, I let him borrow a book. And he, he gave it back to me one day. And you know what I said? Hmm. I stood what Poe said uh, to Finn. Uh, Keep it. It suits you. And then he said, really? And then I said, no, I want my book back. <laughs> <laughs> this is a book about how Axel did not give his jacket away. Uh, but anyway, you we're going to be doing this every Thursday at 3 p.m. And I think you're going to play Disney Infinity next, right? Um... I don't know. I might play Far Cry or God of War. All right. Well, tune in Thursday and see what's up. All right. Uh, let's see. There was a new episode of Star Wars Geek Girl, but I think Jonah knows more about that than us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, I was also in that episode with Zoe where we talked about the uh, previous episode. I forget what it's called now. Rampage. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Oh, I remember that Look, one. Look, like baby Rancor's fighting and yep. jumping all over the place. It's not yeah. a baby. It's not a baby. It's baby enough. It's an adolescent, yes. according to tech. <laughs> Guess what? Makes him stronger. I Her think is his stronger. son was the one who uh, Luke killed. No. no. No, we've gone through this already. Uh, that no, one's name was Patissa. I said her son. Oh, you think like they, they like, <gasps> Muchi had, had babies, Rancor litter? Oh, oh why, you put, you, why you have to they put that out there, man? That generational now, trauma. <laughs> yeah, that actually hurts even more. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. No, it so hurts if, less. If you'd made your peace with the episode last week, no. congrats. New trauma. <laughs> no, it hurts less. All right. New but we're not going to talk about unlocked. that one. We're going to talk about decommission this week. I had a little thing of news, and it was basically that a new little like mini story was in the High Republic uh, Star Wars Insider. And it's just a picture of a, like, very angry Ithorian. <laughs> I think it's cool. I just think it's neat. Okay, moving on. Wait, wait. <laughs> what's his name? Moving on. No, what's his name? I haven't read the story yet. No, what is that species name? Rancors? Ithorians? No, what are you asking? Ithorians. Yeah, what about him? Etheria. I don't know what that is. I thought you liked He-Man. I don't remember He-Man. I don't remember details about He-Man. Actually, no, it's Shiro. That's where Ethereum okay. is. Okay. You ready to go? <laughs> yes, we're ready. Ready to go. Decommissioned. Decommissioned. Okay. Uh, let's just get into it. That is a beautiful city. That is a beautiful siren. <laughs> <laughs> I am liking, uh, I'm liking Ornamental. And it seems, at least temporarily, it's like base of operations for our boys here. Yeah. And I have, it's been so long since I've heard of Ornamental. And you never really get to see it, at least in like this sort of medium. It's like shown up in a couple of comics, and that's about it. Yeah. So yeah. That I like. I do. I do really like the city aspect because uh, it's not Coruscant, but it's still kind of shady, like mm-hmm. Coruscant. And so I, I really love how 
there is this shady part to it that Omega just really loves. Like she's really okay with being in this very shady part <laughs> of the city. And she just loves it. And I, I just really adore that of her. I love how it's like super exciting for her. And I, I think it might have to do with especially since she was raised on Camino, where she never even knew what dirt was. Right. And so like, they're, they're like, isn't that part shady? And she's like, man, is it? There's not a white light in sight. Like, <laughs> you know. Well, I mean, but but here's the thing is that it, much like a baby, she has no reason to be afraid, right? Because mm. she doesn't know any better. She, um, and also, come on, she has Hunter with her. I mean, like, if I had Hunter with me, I would not be afraid of anything or wrecker. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Guess what? Um, so I was on my YouTube page just scrolling seeing what's new and i saw a theory about wrecker's headaches and like what they mean and like we think that he might have an ic chip too or that's what right what the people of reddit and the people of youtube think. oh no don't well, go look, in there we don't talk about youtube <laughs> theories but this episode we actually see him reacting to the chip yeah right he's like good good soldiers oh, like, he does the whole thing man oh man but like, first... seriously dude like i was thinking oh no he's gone He's yeah. yeah, me too. Like, and I was like, minute. and he is like a bulldog. Like I can, I think he can take Hunter. I mean, he can take Hunter like a like a bulldozer, but like Hunter has a knife and, my, and jumps good. My mom was just watching the episode about twenty minutes ago, and I went down, and I happened to get at that part with her, mm-hmm. and and she looks at me and she's like, "What did he say?" And I said, he said, good soldiers. And she said, oh, no, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, she nearly had a heart attack at that point in time. <laughs> I mean, we've seen it coming. Like, we see even him, yeah. like, complain about a headache, like, three or four times. So we're already, all of us, like, oh, no. <laughs> but, like, but, this is the worst it's the gotten. Thing. So here, like, it, and I think the thing is getting me a little bit, not frustrated, but I'm like, Oh my God, Wrecker, you know that this is wrong. You know that there was a chip on the other one. Why can't you just like speak up? Why can't you say, hey, Echo or, you know, um, Echo or Tech, do you mind taking a look at this? This is happening to me. I'm like, speak up because you're just going to like turn into something else. Well, Tech's working on the thing. I guess apparently he hasn't finished it or maybe he's just finished and he's like, nobody asked about it. I thought yeah. it was common sense that I was done since I haven't said anything about it in That's three episodes. Totally <laughs> tech. That's why Wrecker needs to speak up. Right. I understand. But I'm waiting for tech to finish that thing. So like the piece, like uh, the way I see it, the pieces could fit together. Like Rex has had it taken out. So he sort of knows a little bit about it, but he didn't take it out. Like Ahsoka took it out. And then except tech builds the thing that can find it. And Omega was a medical assistant on Camino that knows a lot about it. Mm-hmm. So maybe like Rex is like, hey, it's like on this side. And then oh, tech scans it. And then Omega's it. like, I'm good at surgery. <laughs> and, and the thing is that they're going to need a place to do the surgery. Mm-hmm. So yeah. maybe yeah. that's what that um, that field, that, oh, what's it, that, the thing where all the ships are the shipyard is uh, all about maybe they're trying to find a viable ship that oh, has like a, a medical facility for them to do what they yeah, need to like do a me, yeah, like a yeah. crashed med bay that's still mm-hmm. like they can power up or something yes ah okay that's okay. my theory at least I can dig it I can that dig it sense. that makes sense okay I'm good with that kudos <laughs> kudos on this theory <laughs> guys what 
I remember I had this thought the other day about Disney Infinity and how all the online stuff has just been taken down. Better be relevant. But I realized Kenobi is going through the same thing because all the Jedi have been like shot down and killed. So he can never go back to the temple. He can never, you know, do anything. Yeah. We had this discussion the other day and he was like, it's like everything, like all the online stuff is gone and I can't, I wish I could play. And I'm like, yeah, but you can play these old games. Kenobi never gets to talk to his friends anymore. (laughs) (laughs) That is a good uh point. It's not the same thing, Axel. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, they're over here teaching Omega how to use this cool bow. And she's doing, like, target practice, and these guys are, like, betting on her, and then, like, Sid's way better at it, and she's like, your noodle arms are all whack. Get strong. (laughs) Uh, Which, I don't know, the whole scene was just adorable and funny. Well, what she needs to do is start lifting Gonky to build Mm -hmm. those muscles, you know? I mean, she's got to build up to Gonky. She might have to pick up, I don't know, like, (laughs) tech or something first. You know, maybe like, uh, I don't know what uh, Echo's arm weighs. Maybe he can like pop that off and she can use it for 15s. <laughs> like pop, pop that real quick. Uh, but yeah, she's training and it's like wonderful and adorable. And yes, she does need to fix her noodle arms. Yeah. And Sid is awesome at both things. Okay, Jonah, you heard how I said it could be Quinlan Voss. Yes, okay. I did. So you realize what this show has done to me? Like every week they give me something else that's like, but what if it's Voss? Exactly. No, no, no. Let's be clear here. You see what this show has done okay. to has done to me. Like when I said <laughs> this is like when I said he wears all black, like that's kind of like, okay, like anybody wears so like Maul can be a bad batcher too? What? Okay. What I mean is like the serious things. When they're like J nineteen and I was like, oh, who moved his tricks from Silicon to Boss Pity? <laughs> <laughs> Who might know a guy? And then they were like, what was the next one? Okay, I don't know. But here's this one. That's two legit ones. <laughs> yeah, there were some. I mean, just even here in Ord Mantel, like you think that, you know, he'd be. Oh, the, the connection to Sid, that informant, you mm-hmm. know, like it could possibly be. And I, I just like I keep hoping it happens just for you, Sal. I don't know. I think he'll have a heart attack if that happens. <laughs> a good heart attack. Good soldiers follow. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. If anything like that, but um, that's like those are two like solid connections. Like, and I know you were talking about Echo knowing about the informant, um, and like maybe it being like if it was Anakin or something because Echo was in like. You know, the 501st for a while. But Echo was an ARC trooper, too. So he sort of went beyond that for a while. Um, So, like, it wasn't just... I mean, obviously, it wasn't just Anakin he was working with. But he was out of the 501st for a while. A lot of his career. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, Do you know what I think that Echo should do? What? Shut up. Why? Our dog. His collar is making him. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. He's talking about the other Echo in the room. We have an echo yeah. here too. Yeah, this guy. Is there an echo in the room? Yes, there is. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Ah, he he ran away. <laughs> I was gonna do the like. Is there an echo in a room? Squeeze dog. Okay. Uh, so Sid gives them a job. Look at these like cool tactical droids. They're worth money. I know you're in. I just told you you're in. I love Sid. And they're no nonsense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
BS. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Sid is very interesting because I have my my theories about her, mm-hmm. but then I also want to believe that she is a reliable, trustworthy person. And with the with thing with how things turn out in this episode and them not coming through with the their end of the deal that mm-hmm. they were supposed to get this thing for her for the buyer whoever that is i'm curious what's going to happen because you know she said you know you get paid i get paid and i protect your backs you know like mm-hmm. well you're not going to get paid in this situation because they didn't come through with the the mission so I wonder how this is going to affect their relationship, or if if anything. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm curious if Sid is. I want her to be different because Trandoshans have just been painted a certain way in Star Wars. So I, I hope she is that trustworthy person that you know we hope she is. Uh, yeah, I think I also wonder about like. Like, you know, like, it's almost a very, like, gray area, pardon the pun, but it's, like, mm. a very, like, you know, like, things could fall away, things could fall the other way, and I could see it going both ways. But also the idea that she, like, this, the end of the episode might bring Hunter back to her and saying, like, hey, like, these are things we need to think about. Like, who are we selling? You know, like, if Hunter starts asking more questions, maybe that might steer her in a direction more... I don't know, like, or at least steer them, you know. I could see Empire. Yeah. Or, like, if she's sort of in a neutral path, and if she starts erring on the side of, you know, what we see, like, the good people, of the rebellion, maybe, like, they could help her along that path, or maybe she remains neutral and they move on. Right, right. Okay, so they put the ship on the bottom of the thing, they go into, uh, they go to Corellia, dude. They did. Corellia. That's right. And it looks like Corellia, like a Corellia we're familiar with, which is awesome. <laughs> it also reminded me of the Corellia in Lego Star Wars All-Stars, which is connected to the Freemaker Adventures. And I thought, oh, this is so cool. How they're, you know, every, every aspect of Corellia that we've seen has been mm-hmm. very accurate and, think, and consistent. I think I got to some of those episodes. And oh, I did saw you? Lego, Lego Star mm-hmm. Wars Corellia. I don't think I finished the series yet, but I've I got to those. I got to Corellia at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a big fan of it, mainly because uh, you know I love Lego, but also Bob and Bill did such a great job creating that series, and then I'm I'm named after one of those characters, and I thought, oh my god, I'm in Lego Star Wars. That's what? so cool. That is awesome. <laughs> and and I'm I'm named with my my co-host Aaron. Are from our podcast, mm-hmm. which we hopefully will record an episode in the future. But yeah, I just thought, just thought I'd toss that in there. <laughs> you hear that, Lego people? Y'all better give them content. <laughs> you know, Jonah, I think you're going to have to play a video game because I think that's the next Lego thing we heard right? about. Right? Uh-huh. Apparently, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so let's see. They go in, they break into like the facility, and it's kind of like they're just smelting down droids. But, like, they climb up this ladder and you see Wrecker going, like, uh, again, which was good. Good, like, you know, Wrecker being scared of heights. Yeah, yeah. But I also really love how it doesn't stop him from doing what he has to do. Like, I am someone who's terrified of heights and I will not. Whatever it is, it's not going to happen. I will not make it happen. (laughs) (laughs) So, So I admire Wrecker in that he actually does what he needs to do. 
Hey kids, there's a 90s movie called City of Angels. Oh, yes. This is like so random, but basically there's one character in it who's like an angel that has like given up his angelness to be a human. And he does construction because he's like, yeah, down here, they're all afraid of heights. And like, I can make money and like, I just get to hang out on top of buildings all day. And like, I don't know. I just thought that was cute and funny. Oh, yeah. I completely like, forgot about that. I did not like the ending to that movie. Do not watch that movie. Oh, that was so <laughs> if you want, If you like Happy Ever Afters, do not watch, watch that, that movie. <laughs> not everything's happily ever after, people. Nicolas Cage. Well, that's the reason why, dude. Like, that's the reason why I like to watch happy movies and not sad movies. There's a lot of sadness in the world already fair so true fair john cage <laughs> no not john cage <laughs> <laughs> that made me <laughs> <laughs> she's choking on her own right <laughs> cage here okay whoa take it easy okay let's see we, so we got like they're in there and they're like oh we can't we gotta find it it's on belt you know belt three or something and omega goes to look for it and, like, one of the workers stops her, and it turns out, like, ah, it's Rafa, Martez sisters, in the oh, house. Man. I was so, so surprised. Although, you know, they were in the back of my mind, because there was the a previous episode where I kept referring to them. I forget mm-hmm. why, but now, now seeing it happen, I thought, oh, my gosh, that's so cool that they managed to fit them in there. And they're very... Um, brilliant way i think and easy echo thinking, easy and wishful thinking works right there so you go you okay so i just got like i got talking about it i got two more episodes till fast <laughs> if i just keep being like look it's legit right it's legit what if what if what if <laughs> hear me animation overlords <laughs> <laughs> all right so they're there and it's awesome and it is really cool to see like by the end it's sort of resolved that they're like working against the empire which is pretty right. dope. I that like is it. cool. And yeah. I like to think that it's because of Ahsoka's influence mm-hmm. and, you know, them realizing that they have to do the right thing <clears throat> if they want to um, make an impact, I guess. Mm-hmm. Make a difference, yeah. Uh, it's really, really Just cool. Just knowing the um, Rafa from previous episodes. I was just like, oh, man, there she goes again. What is she stealing now? And then it's like, oh, oh, okay, that's nice. <laughs> but I hated them so much in this episode. In this episode? This episode? Yeah, it's because, like, like, they need that money more than you. Or that joy. No, oh, yeah. no, no. Well, you're rooting no. for the Bad Batch in this case. Yeah, yeah that's fine. Yeah. Right, you're rooting for the Bad Batch naturally, but then you also have to be... Put, you have to put yourself in the position of Hunter, mm-hmm. where he's not asking the questions. He's not asking, who is this information going to? Whereas Rafa and Trace are asking those questions, mm-hmm. and they're doing it with the right intentions. So I, I, I was originally rooting for the Bad Batch, but then when Rafa laid it all out, I thought, yeah, she's in the right side of this conversation so I'm rooting for them and them having that information. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But we don't find that out to the end. So the whole time we're like, cut it out. Exactly. Yeah. You're like, you're a bit, you're, at least I was like a slightly annoyed over the fact that, you know, they just kept fighting over this tactical droid. And I thought, mm-hmm. man, can you guys just like work it out and have some communication? Look, I'll give you half the droid head. <laughs> 
but it was it was fun though especially the way it unfolds yeah so they end up getting like the the whole thing like a security lockdown and like police droids come and then like they kind of have to work together to help each other and let's see trying to like turn it oh yeah she's like grab a weapon and omega's like i had a weapon till you knocked it on the floor you jerk yeah (laughs) which was wonderful I really love how Omega, when she pulls back on the string, the energy string, and, you know, her her arm is shaking. And it's very realistic, the that sort of movement with the bow, because there was a time when I took archery as a <laughs> class in college, and the teacher would all have us knock the arrows, and we'd hold the, the string back, mm-hmm. and my arm would start getting very shaky trying to hold it. And so I was seeing that in Omega, Thought I thought, wow, they really captured those minor motions very accurately. Okay, so like Wrecker, they're like, hey, you need to like manually clip the thing. And he's like, oh, it's across a big pit of fire and it's like really high up and I have to like swing over there. And he like swings all the way over and bashes his head against the wall. And then he gets another headache. Yeah, bad one this time. We're like, oh, no. Oh, no, very no, bad. No, no, He's no. down for a while. Yeah, and I was curious whether, because we know that they're active. Because uh, mm-hmm. at least you know they they heard the order, they just didn't know what it was, mm-hmm. so they didn't act on it. So I'm curious whether they're giving us the impression that he's okay now, or if he's if the chip actually took hold. And it won't be until we see someone who's a Jedi, a first sensitive, or maybe if the Jedi is, is brought up in conversation, then we might hear Wrecker say something or do something. And they're just giving us the impression that he's okay. Hmm. I'm curious. I don't know what, what exactly is going yeah. on. I, I like to think that maybe it just didn't take hold, that he's, he's managed to overpower it. Um, but part of me is like, I, they're trying to pull something. I know it. <laughs> yeah. It, it seems like it's getting worse and worse. Like yeah. sometimes it's just a headache and then other times it's like, and it seems like this is the worst it's been. Like he's down and he's going good soldiers follow orders and all that. So yes. like, like, I don't know. Like it seems like it's going in a direction that isn't good for Wrecker or any of the Bad Batch. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I do love that when, camera. when Omega reaches out to him via the comm link, that you know that's when he actually starts to stir and and get back up again and right. i just i love the idea of maybe omega just has that much of a presence in his head or mm-hmm. that that he's able to come over that uh spell of the right. chip right and it's also one of those like what is he uh, uh is he getting shot every episode cuz like yeah, it's almost like he's getting shot every episode Hey, no wonder, man. Like, it's, like, shaking things up inside. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Ah, Wrecker. Wrecker, watch yourself, buddy. <laughs> Seriously, we need you to be okay and alive <laughs> by the end of the season, okay? <laughs> let's hope. Let's hope for the best. And let's hope, let's hope Quinlan Voss comes and saves Wrecker. <laughs> oh, my goodness. He okay. gets his little lightsaber, which is completely sterile, by the way. And like yeah. cuts a little cuts okay. one little thing and then like Omega gets in and gets a little with like little needles. I don't little know, it's not that tweezers. sharp. Actually, a Jedi and he can use the force and like pull it out. Because they can told they told him where it was with Tex Machine. <laughs> Guess what? It's all good. 
Oh no. Uh-oh. Is there an echo in here? <laughs> the sirens. Sometimes he hears the sirens and then he just is a siren. Oh, that makes sense. That's right. He's echoing. He's, mm-hmm. he's living up to his name. Yeah, he's doing it. thing is hurting. It's hurting his little ears. Oh, no. It's gone, dude. You're just barking now. It's gone. <laughs> it was gone like five minutes ago. Bro. Alrighty, sorry about that. <laughs> Go ahead, uh, let's see, like Omega and Trace are chasing each other around the thing to grab the helmet because somebody dropped it. And then like, you know, like Omega gets stuck under some droids on the conveyor belt. Oh no. And then like Trace grabs the head and runs away and you're like, oh no. Yeah, yeah. I really like that she was trying to get herself out first before contacting the others because she's in the position, she's in the um point in the stage where she's trying to do things on her own without relying on the others but mm-hmm. it comes to the point where she just can't and just needs to call out for for help and and i also really love the attack of the clones vibe from from this whole episode where they're on conveyor belts mm. and you know things are dangerous and whatnot the whole geonosis real six or whatever <laughs> yes exactly uh yeah i like that she's like like she's tr- she's training to be a part of the crew. You know what I mean? Like she's not just with them. Like she's learning how to use an energy bow and she's got a comm link and she tries to help like how she can. You know what I mean? Like she's part of the bad batch. You know, and like not just a uh you know, put me in your hand and take me everywhere you go. I am Grogu. Yeah, yeah, I I found it very interesting how they decided to include her in this mission. Unlike last mm-hmm. week, where in Rampage they Hunter told her to stay in the ship, and so I, I feel like they're starting to see more and more of her potential and in including her in the group because she is a an important asset and is can contribute to getting the mm-hmm. job done. I mean, and that comes with, like, more training and more, like, you can see that they're teaching her to how to shoot and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, like, mm-hmm. by this time, they're already like, yeah, she'll come with us. Yes, you exactly. Know? So, one of the things that I love about this episode is that you can see that it's not just Hunter, because that was the daddy, right? But now yeah. everybody is. It's so cute. Yeah, yeah, for, like, the last couple episodes, it's been more, like, she does, like, originally she fixated so much on Hunter, and it was like, that's it. So, it's really good to see, yeah. Yeah, I hope we get to see more Tech and Omega moments. I feel like they're very few and far in between right now, but with so many episodes that we have left, hopefully they'll have some few few moments between them. And I just I really love also how Echo is just so he's he's also a dad in a way, like the stricter dad, but mm-hmm. I also like to think of him as like the mothering mothering type Mm -hmm. (laughs) and i just i love that of him and and hunter and wrecker is like the uncle the big happy uncle that you just want to hang out with yeah i I saw a tumblr post pretty much to that effect yeah (laughs) something like that he's kind of like michael scott who uh hunter you know like why be a dad when you can be a fun uncle or what he says that's wrecker yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) hunter is not like michael scott (laughs) somehow hunter is dwight no, Echo's probably Dwight. Dwight. <laughs> if I had to go. Look, we've been watching a lot of Office lately. Yep. I think Tech would be Dwight. But like, te- like, because Dwight is somehow rude sometimes. And like, Echo's more what? like 
sassy and no nonsense. That's true. Echo is sassy, but I feel like Tech, in the way that he approaches and says says things, that's true. He comes off a little bit rude and like I know and you should know too, mm-hmm. sort of a way. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> that's true. Guess what? Yes, continue. You didn't say what, but okay. <laughs> okay, so guess what? What? Still, okay. Keep going. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, so guess. Dang it, I can't start without saying. <laughs> okay, so here's some more story for you guys. Um, So I had just like a bunch of money because I went to work. And okay. oh my god. <laughs> Never tell people on the internet you have a bunch of money. Oh, well, not anymore. I got like 30 bucks and that's it. Anyway. Okay, so yeah. I, I used to have a bunch of money. So yeah, I got this office Lego set that I found at Goodwill. Puzzle. Well, no, not, not a Lego set. <laughs> a puzzle, sorry. And um, on Peacock, uh, all the episode like, season, up to season six, I think is free. So yeah, I've just been, like, the past few days, just, like, trying to solve that 1,000-piece uh, puzzle. Nice. And I hate it so much. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's what, even more story. So I was at the comic shop, and... um. Trials of Loki, the graphic novel, just came out. And it's $10, but there was a $1 bin for damaged comic comics. And that one had a bent. <laughs> and it was awesome. I paid $1 for a $10 graphic novel. Oh, wow. Very good. Discount. Clearance bins. Clearance bins at comic stores, y'all. <laughs> Your comic store has one. All right, so, like, Omega almost falls in the pit and, like, does fall in the pit. But, like, when the fire comes, she, like, gets up and, like, grabs a droid leg. And, you know, who is it? Is it Rafa or Trace? Trace, yeah. Trace, Trace ends up helping out, right? her. And I really love that Trace yeah. offered that idea to her. Like, you know, get, grab something. And, and I just, I love how Trace just thinks quickly in the moment. And, on, and she's always on her feet. And she, like, like, she runs off with a piece and then, like, looks back and sees that, she's in trouble and goes back for her yeah that is also really really cool and telling like when that happened that's when you're like the end of the episode makes a lot more sense where you're like hey look they are helping people they're not just out for themselves anymore right right and it also goes back i mean i know she was very helpful towards ahsoka in that in that arc but you can tell that there's some ahsoka influence there too because ahsoka told them like when people are in need of help when people are in danger you help them no matter what mm-hmm. and i just i really love that you can see that influence affecting their decision making and their actions and that's like the big turn when like she helps them and then hunter's like thank you and then they're like yeah. we got to work together to get, you know and they like start they use the head to wake up the battle droids to fight the police droids which is awesome. And there's like peace. There's like one arm battle droids that are just like jumping on police droids and stuff. <laughs> it gets like pretty silly. Some slash zombie movie. I don't know what, but it's pretty but awesome. You know what sucks. Um, in episode three of Star Wars, um, the, the droids talk. Well, like the, they still talk. No, but like the giant gray weird ones that kind of have, uh, I don't know. It looks like the weird little, you, you know, that shape. Uh, you're drawing a, fig- uh, a circle in the air, kind of? No, an upside-down triangle, kind of, you know, like... Okay, anyway, what about them? Yeah, um, in um, episode three, they talk, uh-huh. and they have, like, really high-pitched voice. Uh-huh. They didn't talk in the Clone Wars or in this. Are you sure? Yes. I feel like they talk all the time. No, they don't. Okay. <laughs> Only in episode three. Interesting. I'm mad. <laughs> 
Okay, larger wave of police droids are headed. So that, oh yeah, that's when they do the thing. Okay, I'm skipping, skipping, skipping pictures. Oh no, this is the thing. Is there an echo in here? Yes. What? I'm Echo. <laughs> that was perfect and beautifully done. And like, thank you, Star Wars, for giving us moments like this that can live it's on really, and infamy. It's really hilarious. And I just, and I wrote this on Twitter earlier where I said it reminds me of this other moment in Star Wars where, you know, in The Mandalorian, Boba is asked if he can go in to the facility to get the information they need or whatever and uh he goes something along the lines of they're going to recognize yeah. my face <laughs> let's just say they might recognize my face exactly <laughs> yeah yeah and it's just i really love that clone humor <laughs> <laughs> ah it's so good okay this this was pitch perfect um pooch perfect, pooch perfect. okay we watched too much hulu <laughs> Yeah, so Wrecker comes back, like, beating up the droids all again, then the droid army, and then the energy bow. She grabs the energy bow before they go, and so they sort of all escape, and they get back to, like, the Martez's ship, um, where they, like, sort of talk it out. And she's like, look, yeah, but we're fighting, like, the good fight. You don't even know where that information is going, you know? And she asks Hunter the hard questions, like, we needed that permission for people to fight back against the Empire, you know? Yes, we see you, Echo. There is an Echo in here. Not yet. He's crying to get in. <laughs> um, the door's open. So it's just really, like, interesting to see how far they've come, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I I just, I really love that the Bad Batch, uh, well, the Hunter in that moment says that we're different. Mm-hmm. And they are, they are different, but at the same time, they just followed orders and didn't question what it was that Sid was asking them to do. So I love that he does um, buckle down on the, we're different by handing over that information. And and I just, I, I really appreciate the uh, influence that Trace and Rafa now have on Hunter and the Bad Batch because now they're going to hopefully start questioning and start realizing that they can't just blindly follow orders because if you do, that makes you no different from the troopers who are fighting for Mm -hmm. the Empire. I mean, look, they're doing pretty good for like the first two weeks they've ever thought on themselves. It's true. It's true. They are, they are, they are doing pretty well. They're not doing that bad. That's true. But yeah. Crosshair's doing a lot worse. <laughs> yeah, I wonder what he's up to, that poor guy. Don't worry, Dad. It's not a story this time. So guess what? Please say what? What? Okay. So, um, I don't know why. <laughs> He hates my story. It's not a story. So, yeah, yeah, um, when he said following o- orders, I don't know why, but my mind said following odors. Of course. <laughs> I don't know why. That's what we waited all this time for? <laughs> yes. That was the, that's the, that's the, uh, what is it called? Punchline? Punch the punchline? Yes. Uh, uh. <laughs> It is kind of funny, though. Okay, this is the, like, Ord Mantell, a little seedy, and she's like, yeah, it's great. <laughs> she's so excited. It's adorable. What are you doing? Following odors. <laughs> <laughs> okay, when he says it out loud, it's funny. <laughs> it's funny, yeah. Okay. 
uh, yeah, and Hunter gives them the like little data spike or whatever, and then they contact then somebody and say, "We got this? it." I mean, it looks straight up like a bail cape. It does thinking. look like a bail cape, right? And someone else highlighted how it looks also very similar to Fulcrum in season one of Rebels, where um, you have the caped hooded figure. That was you know, clearly not Ahsoka, but it was someone acting on her behalf or another mm-hmm. fulcrum agent. But uh, it could be that. But then I, I also wonder if the novel is also taking place. The Ahsoka novel is mm-hmm. taking place at this time. So the fulcrum system isn't really fully in place yet, I don't think. Right, right. Um, so, yeah, I, the only other person I can think of is Rex. And that's mainly because... When um, Ra- when they, when Hunter says you know we're different, Rafa says, "Oh, like I've I've heard that one before," and I feel like she's referring to another clone saying that I'm different, um, and that could possibly be Rex. And the only and the other reason I think it could also be Rex is the fact that they have R seven, which is R seven, yeah, R seven, which is Ahsoka's droid from the final arc. That we saw one of the three droids. So they fixed it up. And we know that Rex had taken that droid. And you saw it Mm -hmm. sitting by the ship while Ahsoka was looking on at the clone trooper Mm -hmm. helmets. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, like with the Ahsoka novel, I feel like that's like she doesn't come into the picture until a little bit later, depending on how long time between, you know, unless they're hanging out here for a year or so. Exactly. Uh, Yeah. You know, like how much time goes in between these episodes. She's sort of out of the picture for a while, like, and it seems like that while is about a year from everything else they've put in. Um, yeah, it seems like it. Yeah. But like, we know, we know Saw's around, we know Bale's around. We don't know what Rex is up to. All we know is that eventually he goes off the grids and finds some of his homies. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but like that, if that's the same droid, that's a big not mistake. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that can't be a, a mistake if that's the same R7 from the finale of season seven. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm curious to find out. Yeah. And I, I, I feel like it, it has to be someone related to Rex because they'll eventually head mm-hmm. into the episode where he does show up. And mm-hmm. so I feel like this is all leading up to that. And so here's hoping. Right. Because right. I, I want my Rex to happen. I, well, I want to see Rex. Look, you got your trailer. You. He's he's going to happen. You got yours already. All right, Jonah. Like, that's not. Nobody's. Nobody gets to theorize about that. He's I'm in the trailer. Sorry. I'm sorry. sorry. <laughs> I should be more considerate of you wanting of you wanting Quinlan. I'm I have sorry. to hope. You already have confirmation. It's true. It's true. I just want it to happen already. It is going to happen. But yeah, already. <laughs> I understand. So, <laughs> like, I I don't know. Like, I, I guess we just got to really, like, you would think that Rex might be in contact with Ahsoka, possibly. But also, like, if he's running things with the Rebellion, if these are people that are making a difference fighting against the Empire, like, that's Mon Mothma, that's Bale, that's Saw, that's, like, a lot of these, uh, that's, like, Enfys, or, you know what I mean? Like, all of these people that are, the seeds for a lot of the rebel cells that we eventually find. That's true. You know, yeah. Cham Syndulla, um, stuff like that. And, yeah. you know, yeah. maybe it's a brand new one that we don't know, but I feel like it's somebody we know if it's like being 
playfully hidden in this way. Look, I'll give you a shoulder so people can speculate. <laughs> but like, you know, because if it wasn't anybody important, they would just be like, our contact, our contact. Fulcrum was Fulcrum, Fulcrum, Fulcrum until like the last four episodes of season one yeah. of Rebels. You know what I mean? Wait, who is Fulcrum again? Fulcrum in Rebels was Ahsoka. Fulcrum in other things has been Saw Gerrera. Fulcrum has been Cassian Andor. And, and Fulcrum Callus. was even Callus. Yeah, I thought it was Callus and... Yep. And... They're all Fulcrum. Fulcrum is like the Rebellion Spies. The secret Rebel Spy Network. Mm-hmm. That Ahsoka started, kind of. But yeah. yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to find out. Although I am, I'm curious why they're playing around with such mystery. Because... You know, they did something similar with Fennec calling to whoever it was who hired her. And it's like, well, isn't it the Kaminoans? Are you, or are mm-hmm. you introducing someone else? And now it's like, uh, you know, well, isn't it Rex? Or are you introducing someone else? So I'm curious why they're playing with such um, a mystery approach um, rather than just coming out with it. Um, but it could just be part of the whole intrigue, you know, mm-hmm. just making people talk about it. I mean, it could be like, it could be things that are for, you know, like, like less, what's the word? Like less viewers that, that don't watch every single thing and might just oh, be coming yeah. to the show and they might be like, Ooh, I wonder who that is. I want, and then, you know, like us that already know everything is like, well, this is an Alderanian shoulder, <laughs> basically in the style of House of Organa or whatever, <laughs> you know, like that think that we know everything. <laughs> that is so true. You know. Thank you. Thank Clearly you it's the Kaminoans. You can tell because they're the only ones who actually knew of Omega's existence and the blobbity blue of yeah. the genetic thing. There was a part of our Latin, I was either the last one or the previous Geeky Bubble episode where I had gone into a conversation with my mom about new viewers and mm-hmm. I just ended up cutting that for time. But uh, I, I do... Yeah, that is something that we also have to consider, the fact that there are new people watching this mm-hmm. show. So that whole mystery factor is there because of, you know, enticing these new people and making them think, oh, you know, who who is that? And, and hopefully bringing them into the conversation and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then like, you know, like it might be the one that you think of right away, but just setting it up as a mystery also lets us have a lot more of a dialogue and conversation about this in some places. Cause you know, you could be like, it's Rex and I could be like, it's Voss and we'll find out in a week and a half anyway. And it's, you know, not a big, you know, <laughs> it's true. I'm it's just the saying. one thing, the one thing though that I've seen, and then and this is, this mostly happens in like the very, um, you know, the, the, the communities that are very much involved in Star Wars is that, you know, people start to build their own image in their head as to who this is. And they, you know, hype themselves, hype their theories up to the mm-hmm. point where, you know, maybe it doesn't pan out to be that way. And then they get upset that it didn't happen that way. And I, I just, I've seen that with other fandoms. I've seen it, especially mm-hmm. in this fandom, for sure, and other mm-hmm. stories. So I hope people with their theories, they don't go too overboard and get upset when the things that they've imagined don't pan out. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you know. Uh, that yeah, me- that's meant for you, Sal. No, I'm the one who goes in. I don't let my expectations get up in the way of other stuff. You know, I'm, oh, no, I'm that's true. That, that I mean, Sal, Sal is like the, the best example of, of a fan. Like, he doesn't let anything. We flow. You know, exactly. Exactly. So, um, so, yeah, I really, I really wish more fans were like you. In the words of a Legends Jedi, Cade Skywalker, we take what is given. 
and I and I definitely don't exclude myself in that because sometimes I I go, man, I wish it could have been this because I had imagined this, but mm-hmm. I don't really go online to like. Okay, okay. let's <laughs> be, be honest here. Sal is gonna cry no matter what. If they <laughs> if they have Quinlan Boss, he will cry, mm-hmm. and if they don't, he will cry. Mm-hmm. So hey, and I will enjoy it all just the same. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, great episode really opened things up into like a i i wasn't sure what i expected from this like i get the mercenary thing and i was kind of like thinking about what that meant but like going down this road like or not even going but introducing this road into a path that could possibly take them into somewhere like that is very interesting yeah that is interesting um yeah because i was thinking about like what is the end game here like where do they envision the Bad Batch and especially Omega? Mm-hmm. Where do they envision her to be by the end of the series? And I, I don't, we don't even know. And I, I, I've brought this up before with other friends. Like, we don't know how Omega ages. Is she accelerated like the other clones or mm-hmm. is she normal um, like Boba Fett? So are we going to see an older Omega by the end of the season or, or the, into the next season? So mm-hmm. I just... I'm, there's so many questions about where they're headed and how they're going to portray that. Yeah, I don't know. So they're, they're like the two. I mean, it could be either for as far as her aging goes, right? Because she could either be like one of the later batches created, mm-hmm. which is like, you know, like Boba disguised himself with a bunch of, in theory, five-year-old uh, clones that yes. looks 10 like him or whatever. Or they're not. She's not aged like Boba and would be about 10, you know, or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Or I guess maybe like 15 or whatever by the end of the clone, 14, 13, or maybe she was created sometime later. So like either is possible at the very yeah. least. She yeah. could not age quickly and just be like closer to Boba in actual age or age double and be five. <laughs> and you know what would be hilarious is the fact that Probably Tech knows. He he probably knows this information. Don't tell anybody. Mm-hmm. And you he just, just doesn't say. You have to ask him the question. He won't tell you if you don't say the stupid password. Oh my god, tell me yeah. about it. What was that? <laughs> <sighs> um Gin. Oh yeah, Gin, who is that? Space Latinas. They're ooh, back. Wh- it was wh- good wh- to see them. Wh- wh- yes. It was good to see them. Definitely. And it was really good to see what's become of them. Like, they 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 did all right, y'all. Martezes, y'all made it out okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm super happy to see mm. that. You know, the positive example of Latinos in space, and um, being that they, you know, they were in season seven of the Clone Wars, and mm-hmm. their models were just brought over for this this series here it makes me wonder what other people that we saw in season seven of clone wars that could show up like maybe dryden boss sorry mm. it's not the other boss mm. <laughs> but I'll allow it. but yeah it's it's totally possible that we could see these other assets that were part of the star wars the clone Wars series into introduced into the bad batch mm-hmm. absolutely and the way that they represented them you know i mean they went against the bad batch and yeah. somehow I mean, it seems like the Bad Batch was having problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I keep, um, you know, my mom and I talk about how they're just not ready for real real world situations. They're definitely ready for a military type of 
environment and whatever comes of that. But when it comes to, you know, dealing with actual people in the in, in different areas that they've never been in without having the intel or the mm -hmm. the strategy that they get from the republic it's just they fall apart because that's what they're used to mm -hmm. and they're so unused to any of that so i just i really uh appreciate seeing the this side of the bad batch that they're going to mess up <laughs> yeah like like saw says you can either adapt or do something else. I forgot the end part. <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, they're very like, you know, and training with somebody like Saul would be like what that would give them the tools they need to yeah. like adapt to these new situations. You know, that's a very Jedi. Like that's why Rex was able to do things in such a different manner because he was with Skywalker all the time who was like, you know, adaptability was rule number one. <laughs> yeah. but anyway alright I think that's about it for this week we have no idea what's coming next week as per usual but if I go by the trailer we haven't seen Captain Rex and a bunch of Crash Star Destroyers we haven't seen Crash Decommissioned whatever you want to call it we haven't seen a weird like water tentacle monster and Wrecker oh yeah yeah it was, that's the Rathar the Rathar I remember that Oh, yeah, it looks like a raptor, huh? Yeah. That's fair. And, and what was that? The Raxus. The Raxus scenes. Oh, or even, you know, oh, no, did we see that already? Did we see the, the like, big shot that's, like, it looks like Onderon and, like, the ATTEs marching on Onderon? Oh, yeah, that's Raxus. Ah. Yeah, yeah, it looks like Onderon. Totally looked like Andron. But um, my friend, who is like an expert when it comes to Star Wars planets, was like, "No, that's Raxus." <laughs> okay, thank you, Raxus experts. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that we don't really have much other than that. And I think there was also a different shot of Fennec that we didn't see in that episode with her. So mm -hmm. she's definitely bound to pop up again. Yeah. Well, it seems like she's like on the trail. So it oh yeah. Seem like they're getting rid of her anytime soon. Yeah, huh. and uh, yeah, I'm curious. I'm, I'm, I'm sure they're going to, or maybe I'm just wishfully thinking, but I would really want them to drop a mid-season trailer, even though there's no gap or like a break in between yeah. the episodes, but just to give us a little taste of what's to come in the second half of the season. Yeah, that would be really, really cool. I miss those. I love those. I love the uh, the trailers that, that they cut together. Yeah. Uh, when Lucasfilm does it, like the, uh, God, what is, I can't remember the guy's name, the editor. Uh, that cuts them right I, I just remember his twitter handle trailer dude yeah trailer dude but like he's all of his like every trailer you remember from rebels and clone wars that was awesome is him yeah yeah you know everything that's like they show at a celebration that you're like yo that was him <laughs> all right anything else i think that's it that's an episode people it was yeah a very good episode excellent episode Space Latinas, Latinas Espaciales. <laughs> How do you say space in Spanish? Ah, espacio. Oh, oh, okay, you said it. Espaciales. I thought that meant special. Latinas Espaciales, no especiales. Espaciales for space. I know, it sounds kind of close. Alrighty then. Uh, do it again, <laughs> that'll be our outro song. Jonah, thank you for coming on the show Muchas and gracing gracias. us with your presence. 
Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much for having me. And I'm trying to look for that trailer dude's name <laughs> <laughs> because I, I know it's in the back of my mind, but it's just too late that I, I can't remember right now. But yes, thank you so much for having me. It's just always so much fun talking with you guys. Once again, direct the people to your things online. Yeah, so listeners can find me on Twitter with the hashtag at BlueJGuys. And they can also find me um, talking with my mom uh, on the Geeky Bubble podcast. And I also write for Dorkside of the Force. So definitely check out my articles whenever I post any. Sweet. And don't forget, you can check us out at therogerebels.com. Make sure to listen to these episodes and all the other episodes of our podcast. If you go to Spotify, I have podcasts. Spotify playlists that like break this up into different things like Bad Batch playlist, Clone Wars playlist, books playlists, comics playlists. Uh, you can tweet at us at Rogue Rebels Fam. You can like our Facebook page and you can hit us on Instagram and TikTok at The Rogue Rebels. Until next time, babe, hit it with the song. <laughs> Space Latinas, Latinas Espaciales. <laughs> Podcast.